ladies and gentlemen, it's a Mingry Nation podcast. Welcome to it. So we need some kind of intro uh, because uh, Mr. Avenia is not here again. He's living his life, you know, the way people do. Uh, and so, you know, we're here and we're uh, we're podcasting. It's Monday. Uh, you know, I just found out today. I'm not a moon guy, but uh, I was looking it up. It's a waxing gibbous moon. And I also learned what that means. I'm sure I learned it in school somewhere, but uh, it's not something that, you know, stayed in my brain. Uh, anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a Sunday and a Monday, both pretty great, pretty sweet, after a Mean Green win. Now, if you are uh, have been following along this season on Mean Green Nation podcast, uh, I forget what volume this is, but it's, it's a volume, uh, you know that we have been rather unhappy with the season, as you have, right? Uh, the good majority of North Texas fans are nonplussed. They're they're just, you know, we're waiting to see some things, right? Uh if you are just with us, North Texas is three and three on the season. One against UTEP. You know, relatively unimpressive. I'm not real impressed with, with UTEP. Uh you lose to to SMU. That's probably the one that made you check out, right? Uh for a lot of people like, you know, I'm done with this. I kinda seen this a lot. Uh, it's not not something I'm super excited about. Yeah, it was one of those things. Uh, and then you know, then you okay, beat Texas Southern. That's sort of a given, all things considered. Like not since McCarney uh, getting dominated by Portland State has any North Texas team you know really been scared by an FCS opponent, right? So you're like, okay, whatever, get that out of the way. What that should have been was impressive, and it you know it wasn't. Um, you know, so then you move on. You say, okay, well, got two non-conference games, UNLV, and then we got, uh, you know, what is it really called? Memphis in Memphis. That should tell us something. Uh, we on this show in the pre-season preview podcast said, let's get a split there, right? Split kind of make me feel contented. I can understand that. That makes sense to me. Let's do that. Uh, instead, it was a blowout loss to UNLV. And then sort of a feel-good loss to Memphis, right? So that put us FAU at home, chance to go two and on conference. Normally these are exciting games. Everybody's, you know, you know, FAU is a is a solid team, a talented team. As it was, you know, crowd not super enthused by it. Uh, I don't think anybody loves these two thirty games, even though I see the value in having them. Uh, you know, it, it's tough. It's kind of kind of bright on that side of the field on the, on the student section right? so i know a lot of people probably moved over either went into the tunnels uh just cooled off got out of the sun let's maybe i don't know get some shade over there guys anyway right north texas 45 28 winners uh according to zach babb it's a scorigami that's the first time that scores ever occurred in north texas history 45 28 fun fact for you uh, it's a bye week coming up. So we get to talk a little bit about this kind of stretch out a little bit. I think what, you know, everybody gets a chance to recover. There's no game this week. Uh, everybody gets a chance to heal a little bit. You lose a little sharpness, but you gain some health. So it's, you know, it's sort of a win-win. You get some extra time maybe to do a little recruiting. It's got some video. You know, everybody gets to relax a little bit, just a little bit. It's still mid season. You still want to stay sharp. Um, you know, so we're going to talk about some things. We'll talk about Seth Luttrell, uh, you know, kind of review his performance as we do every week, basically. Uh, we'll talk about the quarterback play. We'll talk about Phil Bennett, what we saw, some things there. And we'll get in a little bit of, uh, of uh, what is it, the rest of Conference USA, you know. Um, it's time to start thinking about it. It's conference play time. Right? We, we're already 2-0. and Everybody else is just like 1-0. and Um but it's time to start thinking about what the competition is going to be like, you know. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. We took some questions from the crowd. And so we'll read those. And Aldo texted in his thoughts. So we'll read that too. Um, so, you know, they just go straight up. We'll just read 
Aldo's text to me. Uh, Tejada showed out. They tried to pick on him, considering his past performances, and he stepped up. Kudos to him. I totally agree there. Uh, the offense is just likely to put us in a bind as a defense, but if both sides can come up with four to big, uh, four to five big plays uh, in the game, big TDs, critical third downs, etc., it can keep a game competitive. This again, this is Aldo saying his, his biggest takeaway, uh, except who we are, live and die by poor passing. Uh, I had been frustrated by Latrell trying to save Ani from himself by limiting his passing. Let him loose. He's a gunslinger. 40 TDs, 40 interceptions. Let's go. <laughs> Nothing to lose anymore uh, but your job. That's a big thing, though, right? Uh, position yourself to look like a coaching genius if you happen to win the rest of the season. First in conference, but time to turn on the desperation mode. Not sure how long we can hold on. Uh, shorter, smart, Macklin, Burns, all showing what they can do. We, just, we have receivers, just can't get them the ball accurately. Now, that's a version of what we said, you know, basically all this season. So nothing new there, but that's basically been North Texas this time. Am I happy they won? Of course. Was I cheering? Yeah. Was I hyped? Of course. Uh, Tejada did ball out. He was the uh, MGM, uh, the Mingri Nation player of the game, brought to you by MGM. Uh, which is, hey, uh, hey, kid, here's a beer on me. Uh, Mingri Nation player of the game. Uh, all right, so we, get, we have a couple questions, and they conclude, like, where, where is North Texas in the rest of the conference? We'll talk about that. Uh, did the defense take a step forward? We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, are people being jaded on the team? And are they playing uh, or are being better than they have gotten credit for? I don't think so. I think the, so you got an improvement, right? Improvement's happening. That's to be expected. You expect the team to improve from week zero to week uh, you know, 10 or whatever it is, right? You expect improvement. Guys are playing. They've seen things. They've studied film. They've improved. Um, you know, they're catching the rhythm of the season. Uh, freshmen are getting used to things. Seniors are getting back into things. You know, everybody's getting getting better, right? Coaches should see uh, improvement. You know, maybe you think your team is going to be a powerhouse run team. Guys get injured, whatever the case is. You, you settle into what's been working, and then you do that thing. Um, defenses start, you know, your defenses start figuring out who can make plays, this, that, and the other. Everybody gets, you know, uh, in rhythm. You work that out. Uh, another, this is like a three-part question. Uh, what part of the defense needs to improve? We'll talk about that. And for me, that is tackling. Uh, but we'll get into a little bit of that uh, um, uh, a little bit later. Were short yardage situations better? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I don't think that North Texas really encountered those kinds of crucial ones as often. Um, but, you know, they did score points, right? I think he scored from like the one or whatever it was after Tejada had his second interception, got all the way down to the one. That's good, right? You know, you you got touchdowns instead, right? But I think um, uh, hitting shorter on a slant, that was different. That's new, new for North Texas. Uh, and like um, like Aldo texted, that's the kind of thing that was better. It was it was improved. Maybe we should go all in on that, right? Um, but, you know, but turnovers just happen. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, what, what happens when Seth Luttrell wins seven games a season? And how is that decision? I think if Seth wins seven, I think he's going to keep his gig. I don't know that he's on. Uh, I think he would have to, like, basically embarrass the program at this point. Uh, just considering what we owe him, what he's done here, and what the options are. Um, it, it's just very difficult. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, I think that's all the questions that I saw on here. Um, and that's fine. I think that's about everything. Um, I think that's what everybody said. I'm looking. I'm looking at this text. I'm making sure I didn't miss anything. Okay, cool. All right. So let's let's get into it. Right. North Texas wins forty-five to twenty-eight. There was that thing where we jumped out real big. It gave me feelings of liberty. Um, and uh, you know, liberty a couple seasons ago, where where we what was it last year? Two seasons ago, right? Where we were winning, and uh, you know, it looks like we're blowing them out. Everything's coming up, North Texas. But we were kicking field goals instead of touch, getting touchdowns. And we let them back in the game. Malik Willis came back in and pulled. Uh, I think there was a one he probably should have been sacked. And it should have been uh, a penalty in the end zone. But whatever. He made plays. North Texas did and We lose the game, right? Um, that was... I don't want to rehash that game. But it felt like this was happening here. These are two very uh, evenly matched teams in North Texas and FAU. Right. 
Uh, Willie Taggart is under similar pressure. He hasn't been there as long. It's only been three seasons for him, so uh, not nearly the built-up frustration. We haven't seen him like hire and fire a bunch of coordinators, that kind of thing. But uh, he's similar in that, like, say, FAU fans um, have seen better. They want better. Uh, you know, they won a couple uh, Conference USA titles, and they want more. They expected the program to progress and get to the next level where they're, you know, yeah, I think everybody feels like they should be in a P5 conference, but whatever. Um, you could see that, right? Like, I, I wrote in the pre in the pregame, like, preview, whatever, that FAU is talented, and Cozy Perry, you can see his talent. He can he can scoot, he can throw the ball, he you know he's thrown the ball well in against tough competition, but a lot of that has come when they're making a comeback. How do they get into these situations? Well, they made stupid mistakes, penalties, a lot of self harm, interceptions, uh, turnovers like fumbles, that kind of thing. Uh, but they have guys that can go make plays. Uh, was it uh, Lejante uh, Walters? Right, I think his name was. Uh, the receiver, he's good. You saw the, was it McCammon, the third, or whatever his name was, the the running back. He scooted out of a tackle. He scored a touchdown. You can see their quality, right? You can see their, their ability, um, you know, how they could score. And, you know, North Texas got up, take, took full advantage to how to intercept it. Um, a, a Perry uh, pass. He read it well, picked it off, took it to the house. Those are the kinds of plays that we haven't seen from the defense. So the question, has the defense improved? Yeah. They're not only stopping people, but they're turning the those things, getting turnovers. Uh, they got one against Memphis, two in this one, and they're getting scores, right? Um, so full credit to Phil Bennett, and uh, you know we'll kind of get more into defense specifically a little bit later. Uh, and Seth Luttrell, what we saw, what we've seen the past c- couple games is clever play calling. That stood out the most to me. Uh, we got Stone Earl in there, right? Earl was out there, um, and... It was unclear to everybody what exactly he was doing because Ani wasn't hurt. Um, he wasn't being, you know, checked on. I think, from what I could tell, it was a, like, a series. Like, we want Stone Earl to come out here, get in this package, and do some things. Um, you know, make it happen. It was, it confused FAU. They weren't ready for it. Uh, there was some of that direct snap stuff. I think they opened the game with the Kalon Horton, um, uh, was it like a, a end around or something? I actually didn't see the start of the play. Or one of them tap passes kind of things, and then they went the other way to Smart, right? I think it's Jordan Smart. Good stuff, right? Uh, I don't know if they're like saying, okay, we're saving this stuff for the good, um, you know, conference stuff, kind of put it on tape, that kind of thing. I am i don't like doing that kind of stuff. And sure, team scout you and whatever, but you have so much rotation. Uh, you have new players in all the time. I don't think you get a whole lot of advantage out of that. I'd rather see you just put put everything on film, do everything you can, and win games. And I, I know there's a lot of ways to do it. I'm not a head coach. I don't have a whole lot of experience doing that. But you see coaches kind of do this stuff. Um, I think every game is an opportunity to entertain and impress a fan. And you might as well do it, right? Just pull out all the stops every game. Just make just make it happen. Um, that said, North Texas has been trying to get Horton ba- in, into – the offense, right? He scored from a kick return. He scored against Memphis, uh, and they tried to get him the ball, you know, uh, hitting the edges. Good stuff, right? It, it could, we moved the ball that series. Even if it's one series because you're you're pulling out some of these plays, that's one series that you have, and then you can go to your regular offense, et cetera, et cetera. It's all good. But a lot of clever play calling, right, making some things happen. Some of the direct snap stuff was working. Um, everybody touched the ball. The, all the running backs are touching the ball. I didn't see anybody uh, run poorly. Uh, I think uh, Ayo Adeyi might be shortening the running back <laughs> rotation because he fumbled twice. Um, Non-good. But good stuff from everybody else, right? Teams are stacking up, right? You know, North Texas has been a very good run team. Uh, and even, you know, kind of a weird thing. I saw a column written, like, on Conference USA Football, and somebody was like, you know, it's kind of weird that North Texas allowed 300 yards, a team that's not really known for running. North Texas has been known for running for, you know, a season and a half now. And they've, under Seth Luttrell, they've always had a good rushing attack. Uh, they just emphasized the the run more, you know, they, or de-emphasized the past, uh, the past game. 
in uh, recent years as our quarterback plays decrease. But we've always been a team that likes to run it. We saw today, I was watching today, uh, Monday Night Football, um, uh, what's his face, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. running loose uh, there. North Texas gave him the ball a ton. Uh, he ran a lot. But anyway, so North Texas has been running the ball well, and teams are saying, well, that's their only thing. Let's make Ani throw it. We don't think he can throw it. Last year, that was more true than it is this year uh, because there's health, right? Uh, last year, there was like Rod Burns was like our main dude. Uh, now you got Tommy Bush back. Uh, and, you know, he's been a little quiet, but, you know, I don't, I don't remember him doing it much yesterday, but he did some stuff against Memphis. He did stuff the previous week. But the main star has been Jair Shorter, who's been balling out. He had three scores again. That was his second three-score game, a little hat trick for him. Um, like the first was against Charlotte when he had three catches, three touchdowns. Remember that one um, uh, from uh, for Mason Fine? So he's been hurt. Uh, he basically missed all of last season, um, and now he's back, right? So uh, he's balling. He can get separation. He He can get deep. Uh, he can cross the middle uh, and then make big catches across the way. That's something that's improved. He could always get across there, and I think he showed it more in practice. His coaches and everybody were raving about him, like his size, his frame. Uh, you know, that he's going to be great. Uh, he didn't really show it. He'd do a lot of drops, you know, early in his career. But now, as we saw a little goal line thing, that's just great. You can get If you can get a big body uh, corner uh, receiver to cross the face of the corner and be a big target, that's a touchdown every time. And you saw that the reason they had that is because everybody's stacking the box. They're like, okay, North Texas is going to try to run. Let's get – and then you throw a little touchdown pass. That's money in the bank. Um, he's always been able to do those little fade routes, get past people, and he just catches it on the run. Good stuff. But adding the little little uh, short little screen, little one-step bang, you know, slant route, that's just ridiculously good. We like that. We didn't see a whole lot of uh, – uh, um, was it Jake Roberts um, yesterday – I think teams are looking at him. Barquise Gums is another tight end that can catch it, but he can run. He's been better. He dropped a couple passes his first uh, game against uh, uh, UTEP and a little bit against uh, uh, SMU. But now he's getting the ball, and he's moving. They like to get him a little tight end screens, a little just like quick you know, catch and run because he can run in open space, and he can break some tackles, like do little hurdles here and there. He's a good player. A lot of guys, a lot of good players, right? Um, Tommy Bush has speed. Jair Shorter has speed and strength and size. Rod Burns was by default our best receiver last year, and now he's kind of settled into that third, uh, you know, third slot, fourth slot there. Not in the slot, but like fourth, you know, level. Uh, and then you also have Ward, who hasn't really been seen a lot, but he, you know, he's been out there. A lot of guys, a lot of talent. You don't mind getting them the ball and let them scoot. Uh, and that's that's just a receiving core, and you have the running backs that can that can do some things. Uh, I would not say that we have the best receiving core in the conference because I think UTSA's is very good. Um, what do they have? Was that Cephas guy, Franklin, and then DeCorey and Clark guys have been catching a lot of touchdowns. I think they all three of them are like in the top three or four of the uh, uh, of the conference standings and like pass like all the stats right, like catches, yards, yards per catch. Um, it's they're a threat. Um, but we're North Texas up there, right? If Jair Shorter, Jair Shorter, is balling like he can ball, and we've seen him past couple of weeks do that. He's kind of catching some rhythm. Uh, he's good for at least a touchdown a game, and I mean that that was like his freshman output. It was basically averaging a touchdown a game. Uh, that is, you know, money in the bank again, right? We can count on that. That's seven points for North Texas, and if Ani's playing like Ani can play, right? He can put it out there. Uh, that's good. Right, I think number one we won review of Seth Latrell. Good play calling allowed that stuff. Came prepared. I think in this respect, we can say that Seth Latrell had him coached up and ready to play. Yeah, can do we agree? What do you think, crowd? They agree. They agree. Uh, thanks, thanks, crowd. Um. I think that's one of the first times we can say that, that North Texas came out and looked like they were better prepared for the team and for the game than the other, you know, program. And maybe that's saying a little bit about, uh, you know, what's his face? Uh, Taggart over there. But, but maybe, maybe, it's, let's give credit to where, you know, 
Let's give credit. Let's. It's the North Texas podcast. Good job, Seth and Cheryl. Um, but talking about Ani, he played very well. I forget his stats off the top of my head, uh, but I think it was like 14 or 30 or something like that. For, or 14 or 20, I think it was. Uh, for 14 to 20, yeah, you go. For three TDs, and then he threw one to them. But we'll talk about that again. Uh, I've been saying this, right? Maybe the dude needs to be on a pitch count, right? When he gets up to 30 and then 30-plus 30 passes, those passes start to get crazy. Um, you know, they, they get wild. And in this one, he threw a bad pass. That was a bad decision. Uh, in other games, he's thrown bad passes, like the execution's off. He's throwing it to the target, and he's hitting on the outside of the target. You know what I mean? Um, I like a pitch count on it. It, it fits in with my ideal version of the this season's North Texas, which is a practical North Texas. Like, let's run the ball. Let's uh, get the ball out to our playmaker, sure. But let's. I, I don't necessarily agree with throwing the ball 40 times a game, uh, like Aldo said, just because I don't believe that, uh, you know, high innings pitched, high pitch count Ani is the best Ani. Uh, yeah, 20, 25. Uh, passes a game, and I think he'll give you some good ones. I think, uh, again, Seth Luttrell, full credit, they did a good job of scheming up some things where Ani wasn't needed to do a lot of passing, and that's that's perfect. Put up 45 points thanks to a little bit of defense. Defense grabbed seven of those thanks Ridge Tejada, but then also he grabbed another one and took it down to the one, and so we just turned around and handed it off. Touchdown, right? So Ani got free 14 points there that he didn't have to move the offense down the, up and down the field for, right? That's great. That's what we want. Help them out, defense. So um, I think that was a question there, like where, is it, where they have improved turnovers. Uh, let's talk about our guy, Phil Bennett. Um, I think tackling for me, that stands out as a negative, right? Because we saw our, you know, Deshaun Gaddy, and we saw, I think it was Messiah out there, one of the linebackers. It was 42, right? Um, they were trying to blow up the dude, the running back, in the flat instead of just wrapping him up and tackling him. You got to just consider the totality of the situation that you're not, I mean, again, blowing him up is going to be fun, uh, but what are you going to gain from that? Wrap him up. Bring him down. There's two dudes there, two North Texas guys. If one of them is just holding on for dear life on his leg, the other one can bring him down, right? You got a one-legged guy. You can take that guy down. Um, you know, that's all you need. Wrap him up, bring him down. You don't need to blow him up. And instead, we were looking to blow him up, right? Dive into looking to take his legs out. He turns up the field, slips both of them, turns up the field, scores a touchdown. Not good, right? Uh, we've seen this too often. We saw it against SMU. Uh, we saw it against the UNLV a ton. Uh, we need better tackling, especially on the edges, right? Especially from our corners. And again, they don't need to be amazing tacklers. We don't need business de decisions out there. We need guys just to wrap up, bring them down, hold on, and let the rest of the defense get there, right? You know, don't you don't need to do uh, uh, anything that's going to try to put you on a highlight, or else you're going to be on a highlight, but in the bad way. That's that's my criticism of it. But pass defense, much better. Ridge Tejada, he had that dude locked down. Uh, I forget exactly who was guarding, but FAU has a nice wide receiving core. They're not the best ever, and I think, you know, uh is going to be tested against the Western Kentucky group. Uh, they have a few guys, like the third and fourth uh, guys with it, uh, Daywood Davis, and I forget the other guys. That's with an M. Um, they were deeper on the chart. Um, you know, last year when, when uh, Bailey Zappi was breaking records. But they're very good. And now they have this dude, uh, Austin Reed, guy played at uh, FCS uh, school, I think Division II school, and he won a title there. He's been slinging it around. Those guys can make plays. So there will be tests. I already mentioned UTSA's guys. They're very good receivers in this conference, um, you know, and a couple of whom, you know, might go to the – to the league, you know, uh, every year there's at least one or two guys that get a look in the in the NFL. So there will be tests coming. Uh, but a against these guys, a good test. He did a hell of a job. Was that 
reading the film? Was that just a great day? Did he just eat his Wheaties that day, that morning? Whatever. Do all of it. Everybody, in fact, do everything that you did. And let's repeat the actions um, for for North Texas again. But Tejada played amazingly well. Right? There was the two highlights, the two interceptions, but I think he had four other pass breakups, uh, including one that was almost an interception, right? Very good stuff. He was on that guy. He gave him no room, uh, and he was, you know, defending. That's what you want. That's two weeks in a row that the pass defense much improved, and that is just tremendous for my heart, <laughs> uh, you know, and for my, I guess, stress level. And then I think the same for all of you too, right? We don't want, uh, <laughs> we don't want to when the camera moves for our guys to be two yards behind their guys in a, you know quote-unquote foot race because it's not a foot race at that point you're losing that race um we want what we've seen our guys right there at the point of attack uh competing for the ball right uh Tejada met his uh he met the ball he beat the he beat his receiver to the ball it looked like the balls uh, the pass was intended for Tejada great stuff uh I, I, you know what i wouldn't even mind seeing Tejada on the kickoff uh coverage uh not coverage uh kickoff return team because he had low moves in space. I liked what I saw. He had uh, a great game. Two interceptions. One for a score, 118 yards returned. That's doing your job and then some, right? That's, you know, it's one thing just to be in the right spot, cover the guy, make the play, all that other stuff. It's another to intercept the ball and then take it to the house uh, and then set up another one for the score. Phil Bennett's squad did a hell of a job and they were getting pressure on the quarterback. They were sacking him. Um, just a lot of good stuff. Tackling, still an issue. But they took care of business. A lot of good from this team. You play defense like that against the quality teams uh, in Conference USA, we'll be all right. You know, that's that's what we want. Um, I don't really have anything bad to say about that. But, again, number one pass defense, that was great. Uh, I don't know what's going on with, with John Davis. I think, you know, you never hear anything from, from the program. Uh, we'll definitely know if he's going to be back or he's probably going to be out for the season or something like that. After this bye week, right? You get two weeks to recover. Uh, I, I imagine that he's going to probably be, you know, slowly coming back. I think Tejada's played well enough to take that spot that, you know, it's going to be split time, if anything. But we'll see. I think they're going to probably just play it safe. Um, pass rush. We're getting pressure on the quarterback, guys. It's happening. That's what we needed. And maybe it was, you know, we talked about getting better. Maybe it was just catching up to the speed of the game. Uh, you know, you play a real college football game uh, again. And, you know, you got to catch up to the speed of the game. If you've ever played any kind of anything, you know, even you just go out right now, sign up for rec league, even if you're good at something. And then it's going to just take you a week or two. You know, you know what? Oh, I just had it. Maybe it was basketball. You know, like my shot just a little bit off. I just need a week or two to, to get at it. Um that happens i can be convinced that that was the root cause there but in this case the pass rush getting to their dudes making them make plays they did a great job of uh wrangling uh and cozy perry we've seen him do some damage against some teams uh but north texas was great they stopped the run game too and then you know i think the final i was looking at um let me bring up the final game book um where is it look it up right now i apologize for for pausing here uh here we go let me see pdf here it is this is excellent podcasting by the way i know it um yeah 306 yards rushing that's what i, I want to confirm uh ragsdale had 119 a day 76 yards Attaway 71 yards and 16 carries he does a lot of the grunt work and then everybody else gets the good work right and then stone earl the Stone Man, uh, 10 yards, 10 yards rushing. I like it. Uh, there he is. Larry McCammon is his name. 15 carries, 79 yards. Held him. He had 5.3 yards uh, a tote, but, you know, they were not running, like, for crazy yardage. Perry only had the 37 yards, and I know they, we, we kind of got after him a little bit. Perry had 295 yards passing, right? It's a lot. Yeah, almost 300 yards passing, but on 50 tosses, right? That's great. That's what we want. Uh, 180 yards for Ani, uh, but, you know, only on 20, 20 uh, tosses. I like it. Uh, I, d I don't necessarily need Ani throwing for 300 yards a game, 400 yards a game. 
he just needs to throw for an effective number of yards, right? You throw for 180 and you run for 306, that's dominating the game, folks. That's what I like to see. I like that. Uh, so we talked about how these teams are similar. Uh, a lot of self-harm in both ways. Traded uh, pick sixes. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. We basically got two pick sixes, though, so we, we went one up, right? We're plus one in that department, and that's what they say. Turnover, uh, win the turnover battle, win the pick six battle. You win the game. A uh, lot of talent, right? They're not they're not super disciplined. They keep putting themselves in issues. Um, North Texas keeps putting ourselves in uh, in in predicaments. I would say this game a lot better, right? Um, you know, I I can't recall any ridiculous plays, ridiculous like play calls, some ill advised this is or that. Um, a lot of good stuff, right? I think Mooney just hit hit one. He had the one field goal. Uh, and he was good. Uh, no fumbles, no silly snaps that I recall. That's cleaning up your mistakes, right? Um, you can argue, and I have argued, that this is the kind of game we expected him to play against a Memphis, against an SMU even, and definitely against a UNLV, where, you know, like there's room for error, right? There was the one interception, return for touchdown. Uh, there was a terrible missed tackle, right? Kind of allowed them back in the game. But overall, you let your ability shine through um against unlv we just couldn't stop the run that was just ridiculous at that point and then and then we, we again we had to start throwing a little bit more and then we throw interceptions right uh we couldn't get a yard and so then you know we started getting desperate Th putting us in bad position against memphis doing very well stopping them when we needed to but throw two pick sixes and then fumble at the goal line basically giving them a game away this one none of that we're just the one we're just the one of that so um Good. We can live with that. We don't ask these dudes to be perfect, but we'll be fine. Uh, North Texas, 2-0 league play. Uh, that's, I mean, that's exciting. You'd rather that be the case, 2-0 league play, than not, right? That's that's what you want. Um, but, however, consider that North Texas has not played very good, amazing competition, right? And that also is fine. Um, let me look at this, this week six, uh, we're two and oh, top of the league. And in the way this, the way it works this season, there's no division play, right? So it's all one table. So we could play a rice in the conference championship game. We can play UAB, just whatever we want to finish top two. That's what we want so far. So good, right? Two and oh, league play one on the road in uh, El Paso, one in Denton. So that's good. I want to say the, the tiebreakers are the same. It's head to head. And then it'll, then I think the next one's like divisional play. So then it'll be, but that's out of the thing. And then I, th I think it's uh, like probably common opponents is what they'll go with. And then like say that comes into play because we haven't we're we haven't played and will not play Middle Tennessee. But you know we we're gonna share a lot of opponents with everybody else, right? Like UTSA has played Middle Tennessee. We play UTSA, and I think UTSA definitely does play UAB. That kind of stuff, right? Common opponents. That's where it'll, it will matter. Um, a lot of parity in this league, right? North Texas three and three, and you know you can kind of get into who we played, right? I, I don't think our schedule is super difficult. Rice is three and two. Um, they played Houston, right? They lost to Houston. So did UTSA. Uh, both Rice and UTSA played Houston pretty close. I guess depends on what you think of Houston. Um, you know, Rice. Uh, uh, I think Texas. Uh, UTSA played at Texas, right? That was a big game. They're a good opponent. Whatever. Um, I think that Western, it was at Western plays at UTSA this week, right? We're going to figure out who's who. This week, you got Middle Tennessee, who went to Miami and beat Miami and handled them. It was like 45 to 31 in that game. Uh, Middle's very good. Western looked like they were very good, but they lost to Troy last week. You know, it's a... Uh, um, it's a weird conference. Uh, UAB, a team that we thought was very good, was like UTSA, UAB, and then I had like Western, that third spot, right? Because we didn't know if they were going to have a good defense, their defense was going to be good, and if their offense was going to even be like 75% of what they were under Bailey Zappi. Uh, they've answered that qu those questions a little bit. They're very good. Uh, you know, they beat FIU 73 nothing. They just dominated that terrible team. But then they lose to Troy. And a lot of that was like self-harm. Troy kind of got after him. They got a lot of pressure on Austin Reed. I like West Kentucky, though. They 
you know, they, they have showed shown some things. Um, you know, I think uh, I saw that UTSA is the worst, according to Pro Football Focus. Let me look at it here. Yeah, they are – I talked about the wide receivers, but they're the worst tackling team in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. So there you go. North Texas is not bad at tackling. I think Katie Davis, Kevin Wood, uh, the third in the middle there, do a lot of good for North Texas tackling numbers. It's the edges, right? And you can see teams are going to keep doing that until – we prove that we can we can stop that. They're going to keep bringing it up. They're going to say, well, I saw in four games this season, number two can't tackle uh, on a little flare a little flare out or a little uh, smoke screen or something. So let's see how many times to do it. Let's make them do it. Let's make them tackle five times this game. And if he goes five for five, all right, well, that's on us. Um, and so, you know, that that's the game. It's a, it's a ruthless game, right? <laughs> nobody Nobody gets to hide. You don't get a participation trophy. If you can't tackle out there, then they're going to say sweet, and they're going to run at you every time or throw at you every time. Um, okay. I'll just go, I'm going to go straight down the standings. I'll tell you some things. And a lot of people ask about this. So, Nortex 2-0. Rice 1-0. They beat UAB at home. Now, a lot of UAB fans are online. They're like, oh, let's fire this, this dude, his interim coach, Brian Vincent. He sucks. He can't call plays, et cetera, et cetera. That's a little bit of an overreaction, but I understand what you're saying. Consider that Rice beat UAB in Birmingham last year, and then they beat them again this year. Uh, you know, just out-toughed them, a lot of the same kind of stuff. Uh, you know, they it was not like a blowout, but it just, you know, they beat them. They beat them down the stretch, uh, beat UAB in the ways that UAB beats other teams, right? Like they, they got a clutch touchdown, they ran the ball better, they stopped, they played good defense, that kind of thing. Uh, got clutch clutch offense and a clutch moment um kudos to rice they look a lot better than in previous seasons uh they might be good now <laughs> you know unfortunately they played houston very close and then you know beat uab uh what we thought was a top two conference usa squad now all that said uab had utsa beat in san antonio uh, the week before the final season, uh, the final game of the season, right? They basically had them beat. It was basically a playoff, you know, uh, for the division title. And I thought that UAB played UTSA about as good as, you know, you could play them, uh, you know, outside of, of North Texas whooping them. Um, and, you know, they had still lost to Rice. You can still lose. It's, it's whatever. I think that the champion is going to probably have a loss uh, in Conference USA. And maybe even two, you never know, right? Um, it's that kind of league this season. I don't the the top, the tippy top of this league, UTSA, UAB. They they're flawed, but they you know they're uh, they're very vulnerable, right? Like we talked about UTSA's defense. I think that they're overly reliant on uh, Frank Harris making plays and then chucking it up. I don't know that they run the ball very well, right? They got Brendan Brady back there. They don't have that other kid um, that they had last couple seasons. Uh, he was, you know, a lot of teams were, were focusing on him. Um, and, you know, UTSA basically hasn't run the ball well. Uh, they make some mistakes. They rely on, on their superior, um, you know, pass game uh, receivers out there. But, you know, that can, that can beat you. It can get a little scary for a little bit. Uh, Middle Tennessee uh, gave them a scare. Middle Tennessee did some good things. But, you know, UTSA was very good, and they came out and scored. Now, um, you know, middle all of a sudden, they're kind of a good team. We'll talk about them in a little bit. They're zero one in conference, but they they look pretty very good. You know, they're tough. They're a lot better than they, than they used to be. I like that Cunningham kid. He, he's a gamer, but we gotta look out for them. Uh, North Texas doesn't play them, so we're not gonna talk too much about them. Uh, well, maybe we'll play them in the championship game. All right. So Rice is good. UTSA. We talked about them. They're vulnerable. I think they're gonna be more ready for North Texas on the twenty second of October than they were last year in, uh, was it November, I think? December, whatever it was. Um, end of November. So, you know, we, we can't expect them to be, you know, down and, and kind of just whatever. They play Western in a rematch of the conference title game. Western's going to be ready. They want to get rematched. They also lost to Troy, so they're going to be angry and looking to clean up some things. Western can score. They have... You know, talent, they have a, a a very good quarterback, but, you know, he's not as mobile as Frank Harris. Frank Harris can make plays. He'll get you the clutch yard and the clutch moment. 
uh, you go down the list, you know, Western Kentucky, we play at Western Kentucky uh, in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, the week after this one, right, I believe? Uh, I'm looking at it. No, the week, the week after that one. So we have Louisiana Tech, and then I think we play the the next one, right? No, the 29th. Yeah, there you go. We play after the UTSA week. Um, there you go. Sorry, I'm looking at three things. Western, again, they're good. Um, you know, they, they, they have a very explosive offense. Their defense much improved. Uh, they're vulnerable, though. They can, you know, they can, you can get to the quarterback that, that messes everything up. That's what Troy did to them. But still, Western Kentucky drove down. They were down 14. They got a touchdown. Then they got a stop. Um, you know, they were making plays. And then, um, you know, they they just got sacked on the final drives. One of those things. They made mistakes throughout the game, but they gave themselves a chance. Uh, again, they did that same thing to UTSA last year, right, where they, you know, drove all the way. They got a clutch stop. They drove all the way down. Bailey Zappi got intercepted on the final possession. Um, and then they gave UTSA a little scare there. They got down. They did a comeback against them. They're very good. Uh, you can tell the teams that are very good. Sometimes they even make mistakes, but they still look good in that kind of loss, right? Um, and that's another thing about middle. I know I said I'm not going to talk about them, but uh, they came up with huge interceptions against Frank Harris. That was a knock on Harris for a long time is that he'll throw some interceptions. He'll make some turnovers. And what – uh, their coaches like to do is make them play you no know, short passes here and there. It's only after the emergence of the it was a, the Franklin kid, uh, the Clark kid, and then the Cephas dude, is that you know once they've kind of shown some things and Harris has improved on those fade routes, now they they'll throw those all the time. Um, but sometimes he gets off, he'll throw you an interception. Um, all right, next down the list, FAU. We beat them. They're very similar to North Texas. If we played them again, I think it's going to be a lot different game. Uh, it'd probably be in a different location, but, um, th- you know, I-, I think they're talented and they play a lot of close games. I think this North Texas game was like the first non, like non-conference, uh, like a-, a team they didn't blow out, right. Or get blown out by, um, it- they played close games against like Ohio. They- it was a close one against, uh, what was it Purdue, right? Very close in this one. Um, uh, you know, t- we're very even with them. We beat UTEP. Those are two middle pack teams. Louisiana Tech we have coming up. They haven't played a conference game. They're one and three. They can score some points. I think they scored what 110 in four games. Uh, you know, not terrible. They they can hit a lot of long ones. I think three of the receivers have a, at least a 50 yard gain or something like that. They're good. You got to look out for them, right? We talked about some of the weaknesses in our secondary weaknesses and not getting to their quarterback. That's the kind of thing you got to look out for. We talked enough about middle. Uh, FIU is terrible. They're zero and one in conference. They lost seventy three nothing to Western, and they looked awful. Um, they got a bunch of young dudes on their squad. Uh, they're sort of building their program, so they're like, let's get the young guys time, and it's gonna be you know school of hard knocks right now, and then maybe eventually they'll be good. UAB, they lost you know on the road to start. Uh, in Houston, 24-28. They're going to bounce back. They had a little bye week, and then they're going to come back, and they're not going to be happy about that. I think there's a lot of dudes on that team that have won. They have a lot of pride. I am not as pessimistic as a lot of the UAB Blazer fans are. Um, I think this next week, uh, the 8th, they have a bye, right? No, they play at home against middle. We'll learn about middle. We'll learn about UAB in that game. Um but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not pessimistic about them. They're 0 and 1 right now. So uh, if they go down 0 and 2, then North Texas, you know, we'll play them. But it might not really matter so much as long as we can stay ahead of them. Uh, but you know, if if they lose, that means somebody else is winning. That means that game becomes more important, right? So look out for them. That's your AB. I think they're they're still good. They they they're the kind of team that can lose and they'll go on a run. And then you know they're they're going to be tough to beat for anybody. Uh, I think this just shows that we need to worry about Rice also. Uh, and then finally, Charlotte. Charlotte's terrible. Um, I don't remember anymore if we play Charlotte. Let me look up our schedule. Um, where's where's our schedule? You can find the schedule, by the way, uh, on MingreenNation.com. There's a link that says football schedule. And, uh, I mean, you can find it anywhere. There's a lot of people who like to do this. They like to do, um, what's it called? Like a little SEO kind of stuff. I don't do that to you guys. 
Uh, yeah, Louisiana Tech at UTSA at Western. Those are going to be tough games. Um, just because they're on the road and they're two good teams. Like Louisiana Tech is not as good, but we can't take anybody lightly. It's not we're not a team that can take anybody lightly. But when we say tough, is like how many room, <laughs> how many pick sixes can we allow and still think that we can win? Uh, against UTSA, maybe zero. Western, maybe one. FIU, we can probably throw two of them, three of them. Uh, UAB, that's another tough one. We take all those games on the road and the newly important game, you know, uh, home against Rice. That's going to be tough because Rice, I think now, is very tough. They're very good. Uh, that's that's basically the schedule. So, again, recap. Who are the teams to worry about? Rice, UTSA, UAB. Definitely got to worry about them. We take on Western, I mean, Western Kentucky, yeah, and they are top three, top four. Uh, I had higher hopes and higher feelings about Louisiana Tech than, you know, they've kind of shown. They did some good things, like I thought, against Missouri, the Missouri team that, you know, challenged Georgia. So you got to look out for them. Um, yeah, uh, what do my notes say? Yep, UTSA is a poor tackling team, pro football focus, talked about that. Uh, middle looks good, but we won't play them unless, you know, it's a conference championship game. Uh, same thing, Charlotte's terrible. By the way, so any team that you see that have Charlotte on there, Charlotte's, Charlotte's going to get rolled. Uh, you know, that's just how it's going to be. This week, Middle goes to UAB at the 2.30 game. Western goes to UTSA. I think that's the game you want to watch. Uh, FIU has a non-conference game uh, against UConn. And then Tech is at home against UTEP. UTEP, we don't really have to worry about them. UTEP's not good. You know, whatever. They're, they're terrible. Um but you know, I think they beat Charlotte last week again. They beat Charlotte. Uh, yeah, don't worry about them. And yeah, we've already beat them. We already got the head to head. We're so far so good, right? The the gauntlet's coming up. Louisiana Tech uh, is a tough team, but that's the weakest team that we have coming up on the schedule. It's a very tough not, uh, conference USA schedule, but there's a lot of parity, right? We have the toughest teams to play, but they're not that good, you know. Like last year, UTSA was very good. Last year, Western Kentucky was very good. Last year, UAB was very good. Now, they're still good, but not as good. You know what I mean? But also now, Rice, for whatever reason, is pretty solid. What are you going to do? Um, there, dare I say it, there's a chance that North Texas, just because you know they, they took care of business against UTEP and took care of business against FAU. Like, FAU is one of those swing games. Louisiana Tech is sort of a swing game that same way. FIU is a take care of business. You should blow them out. You should, you know, we probably can run th- for 400 yards in that game. Um, it, it's sort of like the Texas Southern game. I'm not, I'm not lying. It's very, they're very terrible. That's how we should just dominate that one. And then everybody else, that, that's the season. This is the real season, right? Like you can, you can practice some things. You can pull some things out. You're at home. You probably could say that you're, you know, favored. I don't know what the line is. I haven't checked it actually. But you can say we can take care of business against Louisiana Tech. They're not that good. They're dangerous, but they're not that good. Very beatable, right? They're not any better than UNLV. They're not any better than Memphis. And at times we show that we can play with those teams. You know, now I sound like South Patrol. Um, but we like to make mistakes, right? Against Memphis, we made fewer mistakes than we did against UNLV. Against FAU, we made fewer mistakes than we did against Memphis. Against Tech, we keep this trend going. We should make even fewer mistakes. Now, it doesn't work that way. We're coming off a bye. Um, anything can happen, right? You might Maybe we just lost all the momentum we had. Who knows, right? Uh, but so far, we started off October. Well, that's good. Got Tech coming up in two weeks. At UTSA, big game, um, fun town. At Western Kentucky, not a fun town, big game. Uh, you know, FIU at home, UAB on the road. That's not really a fun time. I don't know. I don't know. Do you go to Birmingham for fun times? And then Rice at home, eleven twenty six Thanksgiving week. That's going to be huge. We'll know by, let's say, UAB week, whether all the work was, you know, worth it, whether it's done. Uh, Rice this week takes on, are there, they have a bye. Rice has a bye. I'm trying to think about Rice's next game. They play at Florida Atlantic. That's going to be that's a tough game. 
Uh, we're basically rooting every for everybody to lose. That's it. If you they're one to know, like root root against Rice, root against Western, root against uh, UTSA. Well, UTSA and Western play each other. Root against UTSA. If they all get a loss, it gives us a little bit of room, right? You know, just a little bit. Um, we want to win the head to head. Uh, sure, but if we don't, we want to have uh, just like one one fewer loss. Um. I you know I think that like a UTSA and UAB they're gonna probably somebody they're gonna somebody's gonna come out with, with uh, out of that one with a loss I think again the champion's probably gonna have a loss in this in this thing the the outright regular season champion and then whoever second is gonna be some tiebreakers that's how it's gonna work out um, you know do I think North Texas is gonna win the conference no no I do not um, I mean I, you, I was at Memphis I saw. I saw how well we're playing, and then I saw the interceptions, and I was just like, how? How, why, and what, and where, and when? Um, I saw that play where we were holding. We <laughs> did a pass, offensive pass interference, and yet we still threw an interception. Uh, that was run back for six. You know, I've seen that happen, and so I just cannot in good conscience say that we're going to win this thing. But, you know, like, I think we could battle it out with Rice. Like, individually, we can beat, this, beat these teams. We can, we can figure it out. Um, UTSA is probably just a loss. They just got to admit it. But UAB struggling enough, and they have enough like self-doubt that we can beat them. Right? We can pull out a stunner in that one if we're playing right. We have the kind of game, the kind of plan, run the ball a lot. We have talent on the outside. You know, if we do it, it you know, 20, 20 pass awning, you know, and 300 yards rushing, you can do that. You just need the defense to step up. A lot of ifs there, but again, UAB struggling. They have play calling problems. They, that McBride, their running back is very good, but you know they're very one dimensional. Everybody knows when he's going to run. It's sort of easier to stop. You know, I won't say easy, but he's easier to stop. Middle Tennessee is sort of a surprise. Rice is a surprise, but you know they they still have the problems. They're not loaded with talent. They're just playing well, right? They're running the ball well. They're executing. They're doing that thing. They still needed a final drive. Um, they still needed a, a, a final stop beatable a lot of teams in this conference are beatable um so you you know if you're going to go on a miracle run this is the time and i think the answer to the question what happens if south Central gets seven you know i think it's fine if, if this is the time to back into a conference championship uh it's this year uh you know like there's not ridiculous talent like i said out there right now um there's no team that's stacked really honestly there's never a season where any team is like that stacked but you know, um, North Texas last year, uh, a worse North Texas, beat a very good, uh, a better UTSA squad, right, at home. We whooped them. Anything can happen in college football. Anything can happen if you're prepared that Saturday, if you're healthier that Saturday, if it's raining <laughs> that Saturday, right? Um, you know, that's why they play the games. That's why it's fun. Um, you give yourselves a chance to win uh, every week, and you can beat anybody. And that's what we're getting more towards that thing, right? We're covering a lot more bases. It's still, you know, you're still playing them. You still have to compete that day. And there's injuries, there's play calling, there's luck, there's a, there's the refs that you get, you know, whatever. There's the sun in your eye, that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, like North Texas, we're they're right there. We can feel good about them. You have the right. I give you permission to feel good about them. Um, and that's about it. I think I think we've covered all the bases here. I'm checking these boxes. Uh, ch -ch -ch. Yeah. Got Western. Talked about Western. Talked about Rice. There you go. Talked about Conference USA. I like it. Um, you know, I think if you're making any plans to travel to, to UTSA, uh, you've never been there. I know I talked to a couple of you never been there. Um, I like, you know, the Riverwalk, it's not super impressive. If you're a local, you're not really at the Riverwalk a ton. Maybe you go like once or twice a year, like a prom. You take your 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 aunt from out of town. We'll go look at it. Um, but you know, go get some margaritas. Go have a good time. Um, you know, go to the Pearl. The Pearl. Uh, there's good restaurants there. Highly rated restaurants. Uh, there's a good bar there. It's called the Blue Box Bar. It's pretty good. Uh, you can go to uh, um, what is it called? The the um, whatever. There's a Mexican place there at the Pearl. It's good. Um, you know, have a good time. Uh, it, it does get kind of loud in the dome. Uh, I don't think they pump in any sounds, but there's a lot of echo. Uh, so that happens. It's fun. It's a good atmosphere. 
when it when it gets real loud, it's the loudest place I've seen a Conference USA game. Definitely wasn't at uh at Middle Tennessee, you know. Um, like they didn't even show up for that game. Uh the Murfreesboro people. Um, you know, it's it's been loud at, at North Texas at Apogee Stadium, but it's it's open, right? So the sound leaves goes to God. And the dome, it just stays in there and and goes back at you. I was there for the conference championship game, right? I covered that one. And then I also covered that UAB UTSA game for CUSA report. Uh and I was down on the field and it was loud. It was very, very loud. And it also got very quiet, right? because well, UAB almost won and they basically stopped them. And then it just got deathly quiet. And you can hear the fans complaining. Uh it also gets so, so loud sometimes that the players have to yell at their fans like saying, Shut up, we're on offense, right? So it's not fully uh it's not a not a whole lot of football IQ there, I guess. Um Okay, it should be a good time. Go down there and have a good time. Hopefully we shut them up. That would be great. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are done. We'll see you. We're going to podcast next week, um, but it, obviously there's no game to cover, so we'll just kind of do sort of a check-in and a little preview for the rest of the season. We'll talk a little bit more about basketball, I think. Um, fall practices opened up. Uh, you can see some, you know, there's that almanac. I, I don't think I mentioned it last week. Um, uh, go buy it. It's like 20 bucks. You get a lot of good information. There's good stuff about North Texas in there, but there's good stuff about about the rest of the league. Um, you know, like I said, some of the the guys that wrote it are good. They're really plugged into ba- college basketball. They know their stuff. They're wrong, you know, a lot, like everybody is, trying to preview 300 teams. You're going to miss on some things, but it gives you some context, some very good context, and that's useful. It should be a fun basketball season. College uh college basketball is always fun, it's great value. Conference USA is a very good league. And we got rid of a couple of terrible teams. Like Marshall was awful last year, they're out. Uh Southern Miss, they were terrible last year, they're out of this league. So some of those games they were just, you know, um it was more about seeing if you have mental discipline to care. Those should be gone, right? Those are not as fun to watch. And um, you know, it should be more quality basketball being done. Uh, tech should be down, but they're always talented and they're they're good. They have a good coach. Um, Western is stacked again. They brought back Sharp and they got like Jordan Rawls back. Uh, they should be stacked and they're healthy. Um, who else is good? UAB is stacked again. They got like, Eric Gaines to back them up. They have the you know Jelly Walker. They have a lot of the same dudes that you remember. They're good again. Middle Tennessee was good late in the year, and they have all those dudes back, and they got a couple of transfers, I think, if I remember right. So everybody's good. Uh, UTEP, uh, they lost everybody that scared you <laughs> last year, but I think they got a lot more guys that fit Pete Golding's system. So, you know, Conference USA is going to be tougher, and we can be proud of a Conference USA championship if we're lucky enough to get it. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be earned. I think... You know, I don't like to predict the. Um, I think the powers that be are trying to close up the NCAA tournament to to at larges and and you know kind of lock up the money for the P five schools. Uh, but in a just and fair world, I think Conference USA is deserving of a second bid. Uh, just they're just a lot of teams, and even if they're not, uh, it's still a challenge. Right, you win this league, you're a good team, and I don't you know you, you shouldn't get like a sixteen seed. You, you should get a good seed. Um, so there you go. At the very least, it should be entertaining. That's what we're here to to be, is entertained. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are done on the, go Ming, on the Ming Green Nation podcast. We're not the Go Ming Green. On the Ming Green Nation podcast, go mean green.